I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. And welcome to Agents of Shield Cast. I am Colonel Chaos, aka Chipsella, and joining me once again, only two nights ago, uh, I I feel like I just spoke to you, is the <laughs> is the amazing, the astonishing Agent Andy Ant Man Urquhart. How you doing, Agent? Doing well, yes, doing well. Um, I'm, nothing much has changed since two days ago. <laughs> Yes, we recorded our uh, infamous com- Comic Con special. Mm-hmm. Uh, went over a lot, and, and we also covered a lot of news there. So hopefully, this week, uh, this week's regular episode of Agents of Shield cast will be on the shorter side. Although, Andy, I guess there's some breaking news. We, yes. we need like the breaking news sounder, you know, something like that, you know. Yeah, definitely. This is a. Quite a, a big piece of news that um, I did not expect at all. I, I, I don't know if you want to rattle straight into let's, that. Let's just do want... the news first, and then we can get yeah. into the episode. Yeah, because I don't think there's any other news. that I think we covered pretty much everything else. And if you want to hear our thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp, go and listen to the, the Comic-Con episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit excited on that one. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so this is probably... The most interesting piece of news regarding uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe we've had since, well, obviously, since Ant Man the Wasp was announced. That's the biggest one. But um, since uh, <laughs> the announced that Spider Man is coming into it. So we have announced here, we have here an announcement from Marvel themselves that they are working in collaboration with 20th Century Fox on a Hellfire TV show based on the Hellfire Club. The show's going to okay. be called Hellfire by the looks of it. And also a Legion TV show. I okay, so vaguely remember Legion. Wasn't he like a new mutant? Uh, I'm not 100% sure on, on Legion, but I'll, I'll get, get to that in a second. But yeah, it is Marvel Television that is working with them to develop these shows. So they haven't said by the looks of it explicitly that it is going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. However, they have a lot of the same people working on these shows as work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and people that have been working on Daredevil and things like that. And it is a co-production with 20th Century Fox and Marvel Television. So, you would imagine that this is going to be in the Cinematic Universe, surely. That's, That's a slippery slope. I mean, this literally broke in, what, the last 10 minutes, more or less. 
Uh, well, well, I've got well, it as the date of the of the fourteenth, and it's now the fifteenth for me, so I have, ah, I have no idea what time. Okay. <laughs> it's still the fourteenth over here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Live in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is why I hate Doctor Who and time travel and things yeah. like that. Um, it, it's a lot to digest, and I think you're being a little optimistic. Um, you. And things like this sometimes don't work out in the end. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be the pessimist, the jaded one, whatever you want to call me here. Um, and I think you're getting ahead of yourself. I think if it happens the way it looks like it ha- will happen, there will be a show. Uh, the problem is if you bring the Hellfire Club and Legion into the cinematic universe, you then, uh, well, what does that mean for the X-Men and the Mutant shows? Well, the what they've said about uh, health, right, for Hellfire, for example, Hellfire, the TV show, is going to be set in the late 1960s. So this is like somewhere even somewhere between Agent Carter and and now. So we've not Mm -hmm. seen that time period before, so we don't really have any indication of what was going on in the world, in the the cinematic universe at that time. So that's a little gap they can easily put a show in and they don't really need to explain it too much per se other than they need to keep things a little bit under wrap. And basically the sort of spiel for this show is that it follows a young special agent who learns that a power-hungry woman with extraordinary abilities is working with a clandestine society of millionaires known as the Hellfire Club to take over the world. So, I mean, we don't know. It doesn't tell you what characters and things like that are going to be in it now. Powerful young woman, I would think, is Emma Frost. Uh, You would assume so, yeah. She was the White Queen, if I recall. Yeah, that's right. Um, you're still in that uh, mutant area, and right now there are no mutants in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. I'm not saying it's not. I mean, I mean, does this lead to uh, the X Men becoming part of the MCU and some type of joint venture with Fox going forward, so that maybe? And I guarantee you that somewhere along the way, uh, in exchange for doing this show, Marvel says, we want the Fantastic Four back. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. And, and Fox will go, okay, take, please take them. <laughs> we don't um, want them. <laughs> but, I mean, we fucked them up more than... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> they're, they're on the trash heap now. Um yeah. I mean, the thing is with with the X Men movies, like the X Men movies aren't in too bad a shape just now. One no. after Days of Future Past, they fixed most of the kind of continuity errors and the the bad movies, and everything is pretty okay with the X Men stuff. So, uh, although if they wanted to bring the, that into the fold, they would probably have to explain that it was in a different universe somehow, because obviously. With all the Inhuman stuff going on just now in the MCU, it would, if uh, this had happened before, it would have been mentioned in the MCU that this had happened before with mutants and the whole, like, mutant cure and all that sort of stuff. It would have been mentioned. So they, they can't just sort of say, oh, yeah, everyone forgot about that. So they would have to say that it was, like, 
pull them in from an alternate universe or mash them together in some way. Well, I think there's... Yeah, I mean, I don't know the X-Men movies well enough to because I've only seen um, the first one and then First Class. So um, I can't really uh, talk. I mean, th- I mean, the thing is, or here, my point is, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is still new and young. It's, you mm. know, we're only 13 movies in. There is only a handful of stories told. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so you could uh, so some of this could be explained away if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's going to be interesting, and it could get messy because you know, it you know, they may be in love today, and the honeymoon period may be great. But three years from now, uh, one of them is going to be trying to step out on the other. Possibly, but I, I mean, I do like the sound of like the collaboration, and this is like kind of dipping your toe in the water because they're not. This they're is not going dipping for, like, the toe. Uh, yeah, they're not going second. for like an. Give me yeah. one second. Yeah, they're not going for like a, an X Men TV show or anything like that. So, like the Hellfire Club. Is kind of obscure enough that most a lot of people wouldn't know what it is and what it's related to and stuff like that. So I think they're on safe ground here with that, and it sounds like an interesting enough show, especially like they're setting it in the uh, they're setting it in the sixties. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with you that I mean it sounds like an interesting premise. Um... You know, I, I I am excited. It'll hmm. be interesting to see what they do with it and where they go with it. Once again, whose characters do you get to use? Because yeah, I mean, hmm. yeah, um, you have, you know, we know Wolverine in the in the '60s. Wolverine is around. Yep. Um, although I doubt you get Hugh Jackman to play him. Um, <laughs> You, uh, Professor X is around. Maybe you get him to show. Maybe you get Patrick Stewart to come in. Yeah, he he does uh, he does TV sometimes, like uh, yeah. certainly voice work. Yeah, and you know he, you know he, he his most famous role is on TV. So yeah, that's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so maybe you get them. Uh, you get to see both of them, but uh, I don't know. I have, I have doubts. I mean, it, it's it it's a you know it's not Marvel Studios doing it. It's go, it's a collaborative effort, which means even more people with their fingers in the pot. Mm. Um. We'll see. I we'll we'll see. I guess. I guess that's the best way to put it. But I, I'm quite happy because Jeff Loeb is involved. Yeah, so, that's good. And uh, Jim Chory as well has been involved with uh, Agents of Shield and, and Daredevil. So if as long as Loeb is involved, I'm happy. And it looks like Brian Singer's involved as well on uh, on Legion. 
Which is weird because Brian Singer is the guy that directs uh, X Men One, Two, and uh, Days of Future Past, mm-hmm. and he's the, and he's also doing uh, Apocalypse. Okay. So and those are the only ones that are like counting at uh, that and First Class are the ones that are really counting in the current X Men canon because they, they deleted a lot of it with uh, Days of Future Past. It's a bit of a confusing timey when we were wobbly wobbly sort of stuff going on with that, but we could do a whole episode on yeah. that. <laughs> but we'll not get into that just now. But um, I, I do want to mention the Legion TV show as well. They've they basically their blurb for that is uh, Legion introduces the story of David Haller. Uh, since he was a teenager, David has struggled with mental illness. Diagnosed as schizophrenic, David has been in and out of psychiatric hospitals for years. But after a strange encounter with a fellow patient, he's confronted with the possibility that the voices he hears and the visions he sees might be real. So I, I'm sure there was a movie called Legion. Yes, there's been movies called Legion that have nothing to do with the Marvel character. Hmm... But um, if I recall, I think Legion is Professor X's son. Okay. This is where we need your uh, book, Andy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But. Yeah, he is. He's the, the son of Charles Xavier and a Jewish Holocaust survivor, Gabriel Haller. Yes. And yes, he was mentally ill, and he—he uh, he, he was a weird-looking character, mm-hmm. designed by Bill Sienkiewicz, one of the greatest uh, artists of in comic book history. Yeah, it looks like his uh, his power is to absorb a person's psyche into his as an alternate personality, and be able to use their superhuman abilities when they are the dominant personality. So that's quite a useful power to have. So he takes on, like, the Legion of Powers. Right, right, okay. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that would be an interesting show. I'd definitely like to see that. And that obviously kind of hinges on who he meets as to how good it will be. I might be mixing up Legion with another character, but... Let's see. Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, that's that's definitely who who he is. But yeah, I mean that sounds more appealing to me than the Hellfire Club TV show. Well, I actually think the Hellfire could. It'll be it'll be very different. Like a, a group of clandestine millionaires. Yeah, I I, th- I think mm-hmm. that might be kind of. Uh... Yeah, I, th- I I have a feeling that could. Uh... I I think that could be kind of one of those cool shows. Mm-hmm. To kind of think, um, oh, uh, what was that? Uh, Mad Men, something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, it sounds very interesting, and uh, like, I hope that they will see. Yep, this is part of the MCU. I can't, I can't see why they, why they wouldn't do that now that the Marvel Television's working on it because everything's in, in the same universe in the Marvel TV universe. Maybe. Well, everything up to this point, anyway, is right. I'm, I, and I, uh, 
Sorry, I'm doing six things at once here. <laughs> um, trying to cancel my since I got the box at Comic Con. I'm trying to cancel my uh, extra Secret Wars uh, loot crate. Um, <laughs> uh, the there we go. Um, <laughs> weird. Um, anyways, uh, the, I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. I I think the Hellfire Club could be interesting in terms of, uh, the setting and kind of be a period piece, Mm -hmm. but I honestly, I think they're going to keep, I think they keep the two universes separate. I, I don't think so. If they do it separate, I like I won't I won't watch it. There's no point in watching it. But I really don't think they'll do it separate. Like the, I mean, what's what's the point in Marvel Marvel even getting involved with it? Like Marvel Television, if they're going to keep make it separate. Like well, I don't, because I don't, they still. I mean, they have a vested interest. Yeah, but I mean, Jeff Loeb would. There's no way Jeff Loeb would be involved in this if it wasn't in the cinematic universe, or in, at least in the the TV cinematic universe, anyway. So yeah, I I, I think this is an um as only like this is obviously still in the early stages of production. Like it's just basically pilots that have been uh, ordered so far by the looks of it, and so they might not even go to series, but they're getting pilots at least. So. I'm very interested to see what happens with these, and they sound like totally different shows from what we've currently got in the MCU. So, yeah, very interested to see how they how these pan out. Yeah, I mean, it's a step in the right direction, but um, see, I kind of get nervous that Marvel is going to. Um, get a little too uh, cocky. Mm-hmm. Well, they haven't done as wrong yet. I mean, there hasn't been a stinker at all, really. You get one or two off episodes of of the TV shows and stuff, but there's nothing that's really gone down like a lead balloon yet. There's been no, no bombs. There's been no, no Constantines. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, 100%. I think this is a, a good route for them to go down, and it does definitely raise some very interesting questions that Marvel needs to come out and answer with regards to the X-Men uh, movie universe and to whether or not that is now considered as being canon or what is going on with that. Yeah. MCU canon, I mean. Mate, you might need to watch all those X-Men movies, Chip. <laughs> Oh, I, I definitely, I mean, we started and then uh, we saw First Class in the theaters. We saw we finally f- saw First Class, or uh, the first one, I don't know, last year or something. And we were meant to watch the other ones and we didn't. Mm. So. But yeah, the, the X-Men movies are decent enough movies. And like I say, it would be problematic in terms of timelines and things for them to fit it in but 
we'll see what they do. They they would probably have to release a spreadsheet to explain to people <laughs> what was what was going on with that. But we'll cover that if and when they they announce if what's going on with that. Yeah. So something to, something for us to keep an eye on. Mm. And that, but that means now we gotta actually start covering the X Men uh, movies too, Andy. Yeah, we can we can get a, do a recap if uh, to get everyone caught up on those X Men movies if and when that happens. <laughs> we'll see. So, all right. Well, uh, I don't think there was anything else really big on um, news. Um, not really. There's a couple of rumors kicking about that. Um, there's going to be a midnight TV show, but uh, we've we I think we've spoken about that before and uh, and how awesome that would be mm-hmm. if that was to happen. Ne- uh, Netflix would be obviously the ideal place to put that. Yes, I think that would be but, cool. Yeah, but yeah, I don't think there's any any other news at all. Okay, then let's uh, move into uh, this week's episode. Yes, so we've obviously got this week's episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to cover. Um, ah, I don't have the title. <laughs> I usually write the title and the thing, and it's not there. Um, so yeah, this is season three, episode three of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was called... <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, a Wanted in Inhuman. I wanted in human, yeah, that's right, that's right. Okay, so this week's episode kicked off with uh, Lincoln running away from the task force, the ATCU. Uh, he he kind of zaps a pylon and escapes with a, a shower of sparks, which was quite a quite, quite a cool little scene. And but did you not think that they could have just run through that? Like it, it didn't look that dangerous. I. The shower of sparks. There were power lines involved. I, I think I would avoid it. Yeah, but I mean, if you're a if you're a task force agent guy, but you're you be, still eh. could be electrocuted. Not by one tiny spark. I I don't think you would you would die from that. You might you might get like a a little burn or something. I think they could have been more brave there. They called that off a bit too early. But anyway, he, he cast a shower of sparks off a pylon and managed to run away. It was, it was a, quite a, a cool scene, though I will give him that. <laughs> uh, we then see uh, Simmons having a shower in the dark. <laughs> she's kind of not afraid of the light, but she's definitely not accustomed to this kind of uh, high-powered uh, lighting that they seem to have in the, in the shield showers. And she also had. We also see that she has a bunch of bruises on her back and on her legs and stuff like that. Obviously, from the months of surviving on her own in that alien planet. Right. And she seems to kind of be struggling to adapt to being back on off. Well, you've been away for months. Yeah, and it seems like the the planet she was on might have had slightly different like gravity and slightly different makeup of the the atmosphere to. To us, mm. which is which is a given, <laughs> being that it was an alien world somewhere way way far away. Uh, it's also mentioned uh, by uh, Mac and Fitz that are talking about that she doesn't know what was hunting her on the planet, mm-hmm. seemingly anyway. Uh, Daisy then pops in and informs Coulson that 
I calls in a Mac that Lincoln's been hunted by the ATCU, who have now enlisted the help of other government agencies to track him down, so like the FBI and, and whatnot. But they haven't bothered to phone Shield to say, oh, Shield, please come and help us. And uh, it won't be awesome if they find him. <laughs> now, uh, Coulson wants to bring him in, and apparently they have a way to find him that uh, Daisy previously didn't know about, and she's not too happy about it. So we then see Daisy calling Lincoln on a burner phone that he has just bought from a liquor store at 71st and Benford, which is very specific. Uh, Shield has been tracking him via a tracker that Mac somehow managed to plant in him when they were posturing in last week's episode. And now, the fact that he did not notice Mac planting this tracker in him, you have to give that a very Shield logic sort of moment, because how the fuck did he not notice that? You didn't notice, you didn't feel the little prick in your arm? (laughs) You know, like... And uh, it went through... I don't think he was wearing short sleeves. In fact, I think he was wearing uh, a doctor's coat. Yeah, he was wearing like a long sleeve yeah. doctor's coat at that time. And Matt grabbed him in his arm. So it went through at least one layer of reasonably thick clothing. And he didn't notice at all that happened. I mean, a Mac's a, Yeah, well, yeah, it could be that. Mac is a strong guy, but you would notice like a little... Z- going, into, <laughs> going into your skin like a needle prick or something. Oh, maybe with your electrical powers, he kind of has, uh, he's all tingly to begin with. C- could be, but yeah. Definitely, uh, definitely shield logic for, for me with that one. You would thought he would be more in touch with, like, electrical stuff, and he would notice, like, an electrical thing in his arm putting out a signal. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely was like, how the fuck did he not notice that? But yeah, so, uh, Daisy wants him. Uh, wants him to come in to shoot basically because he's he's obviously in a lot of trouble and he knows he's in trouble as well. But he hangs up and ditches the phone and he zaps the tracker that's in his arm. Yeah. Uh, we then cut over to Hunter and May's story. Now, Hunter is uh, posing as a man called Richie and May is going under the alias Gina and they go to a... It's an English-themed pub... Uh, I can't I can't remember where they said it was, but it's definitely an English themed pub. And they go to meet a guy called Spud, who is a member of Hydra UK. And they meet him to uh, talk about the business to do with the guns, but first we drink and then we do the business. So many, many drinks later, uh, subtitles are required to understand Spud and Richie. Uh, but basically, uh, Richie, a.k.a. Hunter, is slagging off Spud for crying at a song that he p- made him listen to over and over and over on repeat after he just broke up with his fiance. It was quite funny, though, to see the <laughs> subtitles come up like that. <laughs> it's it's like talking to you and Allie. Yeah. <laughs> we try. Go away, nice. Right, uh... So Spud, Spud agrees to intro them to some people who will buy his cargo of guns that he's got a hold of, but he'll have to fight his way in, fight club style. Last man standing wins, basically. Uh, the ATCU puts up uh, puts Lincoln's picture up as a wanted alien terrorist on the news, and he sees this on the he's on a he's on a bus. Uh, we're not quite sure where he's heading, but he's on a bus to somewhere, and he sees this and knows that he needs to 
go even more incognito. So he zaps the bus, causing all the electrics to fail on it and makes it stop. Uh, an army guy kind of notices him, try to leave the bus and tries to stop him and obviously recognises him from the news report. So Lincoln causes a little bit of a scene and he sort of grabs hold of the uh, the poles on the bus and zaps it, <laughs> causing quite a bit of alarm to the other bus passengers. <laughs> yeah, this is not uh, the way you keep a low profile and no. assure people you're not a danger by put it, putting your hoodie up and electrocuting a bus. <laughs> no, no, because, I mean... Uh, he could have easily hurt people doing that, like mm-hmm. <laughs> like people with pacemakers and stuff like that. He's not not taking that into into consideration. But yeah, so he kind of zaps the bus and then zaps the door open and then leaves. Which uh, he's not putting himself in the best of light, especially like with the news reports and stuff like that. I mean, we know he's not. Uh, a, a terrorist per se, but if you do things like that, it definitely makes you look like you're guilty. Mm-hmm. So uh, Daisy is not happy that Coulson didn't tell her about Lincoln's tracker, and he says, well, basically, she's too close to it. Uh, Coulson mentions that he didn't see all this coming with uh, the inhuman outbreak and the ATCU hunting them down, that sort of stuff. He just wanted to build this uh, secret warriors team. Uh, Daisy's going to scan law enforcement channels for signs of Lincoln and Mac is to get Rosalind's digits. Now Rosalind's the the leader of the ATCU, Rosalind Pike. Mm-hmm. Uh, we then see Simmons visit the lab with uh, Fitz. He's trying to reintegrate her back into the team slowly. And he's, so he's just taking her into the lab to get her used to a sort of situation that she's well used to. But she is uh, she's kind of twitchy and really overwhelmed by all the noise and things going on and she really seems to be affected by mobile phones vibrating which is quite weird when the phone vibrates she's like Ooh. but I mean if you're stuck on an alien world for several months and you have had no contact with the outside world I assume they have no cell phone signal there <laughs> their phones will not vibrate so she's she's just not used to these things and hopefully she'll get used to, used to them in due course I think she has some type of heightened senses. I I, I kind of think that as well. Yeah, definitely when uh, when we see it later on, I think she's definitely got something going on with her. Um, Fitz takes her back to her room, uh, not for any not for any hanky panky, but just because she's uh, she's feeling a bit overwhelmed. And um, Hunter at this point calls Bobby. He's he's very hungover, uh, and he's not. But he's not doing anything stupid yet. And she tells him not to die. Uh, we then see Hunter te- uh, telling me about the wager back at HQ that they've been having about what happened with her and Andrew, which is quite amusing. <laughs> and also, like, kind of not not morbid, but like a bit. It's a bit personal, you know. Like, yeah, I wonder what happened to you. Oh, she dumped him. He dumped her. Like that's it's not what, something that's that. what people do. People gossip. <laughs> I know people gossip, but I don't think I've ever had a, a wager about it. Not Certainly that you've I'm... known about. No, no. Maybe people have had this about me. You I should, don't know. <laughs> and Allie's got weekly pools going on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, May wants to May wants to go into the fight instead of Hunter. This uh, the, this fight club thing that they're going to go to. Hydra Fight Club. The Hydra Fight Club, yeah. Hydra Fight but, Club. <laughs> but as uh, Hunter points out that 
a small Asian woman beating up some big dude will be talked about in the Hydra fight club circle and obviously word will spread up well, the ranks. Hold on, hold on, hold it. Yeah. First rule of fight club. Don't talk about fight club. <laughs> yeah. No, so, but these... so she, she, she could have done it because nobody's going to talk. Yeah, I mean, that's the first rule. Don't talk about Fight Club. Yeah, well, maybe within Hydra Fight Club, it's okay to talk about Hydra Fight Club. As long as you don't talk to Shield Fight Club about it. <laughs> huh? But, um, yeah, so they reckon that Wad would probably spread up the ranks and just from sl- people slagging off the guy, probably. Like, oh, some small Asian woman beat you up. And Wad would eventually get to find out about it. And obviously he would realize that that, would, that was May. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically May just wants to bash heads. Hunter reckons that he can win as long as he's sober. <laughs> uh, he also mentions that he's got a significant sum on his uh, bet that May left Andrew. And May tells him that he lost. So seemingly it was uh, Andrew that uh, broke up with May. Which I, I wasn't that interested in that. I didn't care. I was like, Well, they're not together. I don't really care about the, the backstory to that at all. I don't. I don't know if you, if you are are the same or. Um. No, I really didn't care. <laughs> to be honest, no. But uh, there, there's probably a good story there. Mm. So maybe it's something that uh, obviously we're going to come back to it at some point this season because eventually they're going to meet up. Yeah, but I mean, we covered why they broke up, like. Uh, before and it was obviously because she didn't want to have kids basically after the whole she had to kill the inhuman kid um so i mean it's probably just that again you know i don't know i think i don't know if it was she didn't want to have kids i think she was just it was a horrible post-traumatic uh stress thing and Mm -hmm. she just kind of shut down as a human being yeah yeah um I, I don't know if it ever got to the point of she, it was that she didn't want kids. I don't, that's just the kind of impression yeah. that, that I got from it. All right. But, um, yeah, I, I would imagine that they will call back to that at some point in the season, but I really don't care about why they're together or if they're together. Like, they can be together if they want or not together. It really has no bearing on the TV show. Like, I know that you need to have some elements of romance and stuff like that, and we do definitely see that with, like, I mean... I mean, Fitz and Simmons have their moments and, like, Daisy gets her moments with anybody. (laughs) 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 We we coined a new term last night on um, Uh B-Team in regards to Felicity Smoke. Ah, yeah, okay. Yep. We we now refer to her as the Hero Ho. Okay, yeah. I see. She used to go, you know, she would do booty calls with the Flash to yep. Central City. Mm-hmm. She knocked boots with the Atom. Yep. And then she was doing the deed at the end of the season and riding off into the sunset with Ollie. She's a hero ho. Even if she has failed her omelet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she has failed her omelet. <laughs> well, that was so, so are yeah. you saying that Sky is the hero ho of uh, Shield? Yeah, I think I think she definitely is. Like uh, we haven't seen anyone else really get together with anybody, and she's had several love interests. So, so yeah, she def- she definitely is. Not that I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we 
we then see uh, Lincoln getting uh, picked up by his sponsor, whose name is John, and he says he's the only one that he trusts. And I don't know if we knew this about Lincoln before, but presumably he's a reformed alcoholic. I think that was uh, a revelation, yes. Yeah, I don't think we knew that before. And it also seems, it looks like Lincoln has robbed an ATM yes. while he's there. So on top of like scaring a bunch of people on a bus, he's now stealing money from an ATM. So he is not, he is kind of living up to the stereotype that he's being painted as. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that he is not a terrorist per se, but if people see, okay, there's this terrorist, and then you see him shock a bus and scare a bunch of people and then steal money from a uh, ATM, you're going to just go, okay, well, yeah, that seems like the sort of thing a terrorist would do. He's a terrorist. I agree. So he's definitely not doing the right thing here. <laughs> Um, they also mentioned uh, that John has previously talked him off a ledge, so presumably he's had like suicidal thoughts. Uh, and stuff no, like no, that. no, 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 no. That's no? that's just saying so? a, that's just a saying. Oh, I, I th- talk I him down was, off the ledge. I thought he was talking literally there. No. Okay. No. But I mean, like Lincoln did also mention that he's that John had saved his life several times before as well. Yes. I just took that to mean he was he was talking literally there. Well, I mean, if you're an alcoholic, you can end up in some pretty mm. dire situations, and not that I'm talking from experience. Um, <laughs> let's just get that out of the way right now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, you know, you can put yourself in, you know, you get yourself into a funk or just. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's a downward spiral a lot mm. of times with alcohol, and you can end. You know, you could. You know, a lot of people screw up their lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from alcohol. So, uh, I would take it to be more of that than you know, uh, if he's if he's fallen off the wagon or something mm. like that. That um, John has been there to catch him. Mm. Or like he if he's falls. been, or if he's been like about to take a drink or something yes. like that, and he's he's called him. Yeah. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. So um, Lincoln doesn't, however, share the details of what is going on with him, but he does tell John that he's in trouble due to a misunderstanding, <laughs> and he promises that he hasn't done anything wrong. Not mentioning the fact that he scared a bunch of people on a bus, uh, the the whole destruction of property thing there, and also stealing oh, a bunch of money detail, from the ATM. Details. <laughs> you know, I've done nothing wrong. These are normal things for normal people to do. <laughs> you know, and uh, so Lincoln wants to buy his car, and John says, "Okay, well, I trust you, sort of thing. Um, mm. As long as as long as you're saying that you haven't done anything wrong, you're a good guy. That's okay by me." Which is which is very like very good of him, very understanding. And I was like, okay, this guy's like a really good friend to him, and he has got his back no matter what. I think that's part of being a sponsor. Yeah. However, yeah, he then sees once the again TV not from personal experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, however, uh, John goes to make them dinner, and he uh, puts on the TV, and the report comes on about uh, an alien threat being being about. Uh, the White House then calls Roslyn. It's uh, POTUS Coulson uh, using a pirated satellite. And Coulson has basically hijacked the White House satellite to uh, call to call Roslyn, which uh, 
it's probably not something you should do. Like, the president might get a bit pissed about that. <laughs> you hack his satellite. Yeah, that you, you, there there might be some type of national security issue there. Yeah. But uh, Coulson wants to meet up with her, and she agrees. Uh, her team leader... I don't know the guy's name, like, the team leader guy's name. I didn't, I didn't catch it at all yet. I don't know yet. if they gave it. No, I don't know if they have. But he uh, gets he gets a call with uh, with Lincoln's location. I would then see uh, Daisy visit Simmons, and uh, they say uh, basically you can tell me whatever you want. Uh, but Simmons does not want to talk yet about what happened to her on the planet, right? On this on the other planet, she's uh, she's kind of definitely still in shock as to what happened and the fact that she's back after so many months of being away mm-hmm. which is totally totally understandable especially because she was on her own for so, for so long seemingly uh, John at this point we now see him he is totally flipped a switch and he's now not the helpful John anymore he is now totally scared of Lincoln in fact I would say terrified of him and when Lincoln kind of approaches him he grabs a bat and he mm-hmm. tells Lincoln that he is called the hotline and reported him in then that people are going to come and pick him up uh, Lincoln basically kind of makes to leave, he leaves him the money for the car and just says well there's the money just let me go and just I don't want to get you involved any further I'll just leave but John doesn't want to let him leave He at this point is now, I, I think he's kind of, for me John I think feels betrayed by Lincoln I I guess that's one way of looking at it. Uh, but I just find it if he's that good of a friend, wouldn't he? Wouldn't mm. you uh, at least talk to your friend before you go turn him into the government? Yep, especially like because I mean he was like saying the the most supportive things mm. that I've ever heard anyone say to anyone. And I was like, oh, this guy is like the greatest friend in the world to to Lincoln, and he's got his back no matter what. And look, except if he's an alien, <laughs> then oh, you're an alien. No, fuck off. <laughs> and what 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 I think they're trying to do with this is, uh, they're once again replacing the mutants with the Inhumans. Mm-hmm. And the whole um, mutant uh, mutant hysteria and fear of mutants—they're replacing uh, the mutants with um, the in, the inhuman slash alien mm-hmm. threat. Yep, and they're going with they're uh, so, and they're just basically going with you know the storyline uh, that has been going on in Marvel for 50 years. Mm. But I mean, jo- John obviously trusts the, uh, the news stations more than he trusts his friend, which is, is worrying because we know the news stations can lie from time to time. Well, and they're getting fed news from government sources. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think John's a bit too quick to trust, uh, the, mm. the news and like to not trust his friend. He should certainly before like phoning them in, you should like speak to him about it first. I mean, maybe he's fearing for his own life, but I mean, Lincoln called him for help. It's not like he called him to like murder him or anything like that. Right. And and this is a guy that he knows, he knows him well, you know, Mm -hmm. he's his goddamn sponsor. Yep. 
you know, he, he probably knows this guy better than anyone. And to turn his back on him like this uh, was kind of a douche thing to do. Yeah, I kind of thought so as well. But, I mean, he's he's obviously, like, he's got so scared of this whole thing because he thinks Lincoln's killed people and stuff like that, which he hasn't killed people. Like, it wasn't him that killed anyone. It was Lash. So, But don't you talk to I, your friend? I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, mean, you would you would say to him first, like, oh, "What's the like?" I saw this news report. What is the deal with it? Yeah. Like, you need to tell you need to tell me the situation, otherwise, like, I wash my hands off you, sort of thing. But you you address it to them. You don't just go and phone <laughs> phone the cops behind his back and then and then stop him from leaving. You know, it was definitely like a a major flip from from mm-hmm. him in terms of like character. It didn't seem in character for him. Which right, was weird. Agreed. But yes, so he he kind of he grabs the bat and tries to basically stop Lincoln from leaving. And Lincoln at this point is like, "Well, I need to just leave." So he doesn't want to hurt his friend, though, obviously. So mm-hmm. he just kind of he shocks the bat out of uh, out of John's hand, and then Lincoln walks past him and makes the leave. However, John collapses, seemingly having uh, having a heart attack, as you would if you just saw like one of your best friends turn out to be a terrorist, and then. Uh, shock a baseball bat out of your hand. Now, the baseball bat was it a me- was it a metal bat? Yeah, aluminum bat. Yeah. So that does that conduct electricity? No, I don't think I don't think aluminum conducted electricity. No, I, I, I'm not I'm not big science guy, so I'm not totally sure. We need to we need to consult the internet based on that because is is it? Do you think it's possible that he gave him that heart attack with that sh- by shocking the bat? Obviously, the fright of it, you can kind of understand that. But um, the actual act of uh, shocking the bat, would that have caused him to uh, get like an electric shock? And yes, aluminum does conduct electricity. Okay, so... <laughs> so he... Yeah. Uh, oh, bad linking. <laughs> So he shocked the bat. Um, I don't think he needed to do that, to be honest. Like, he could have probably just walked up to him, and if he tried to swing the bat at him, Lincoln's probably agile and quick enough to dodge it or, like, deflect it enough to get past him and get out mm. without having to do that. So I don't think he should have uh, shocked him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, John has a, has a heart attack, basically. Looks like it's because Lincoln shocked his bat, so he has a heart attack, and he and uh, Lincoln tries to revive him, obviously using his uh, his uh, shock power. However, it doesn't work, and John uh, sadly dies, which which was a shame, and I don't know how that's going to affect Lincoln's personality going forward. I think it brings him into the fold to an extent. I mean, right now, after he shocks his friend of death, mm. he's kind of in shock himself at this point. Yeah, yeah, as you would be if you just killed your friend, even if you did it by accident. Well, especially if you did it by Oops, accident. Was, my bad. If you, if you meant to do it, yeah, you maybe wouldn't be in so, so much shock about it. Um, we then see Simmons getting another fright when uh, Daisy's phone vibrates. 
So, yeah, she definitely seems to be tuned into it because it, when when these happen, it, she sort of, it sort of goes into like a little bit of I don't know, like a they do a weird sort of camera effect where mm-hmm. it goes. So I mean, it does kind of seem that way. I, I don't know if you've seen it in other shows, but when people have like sort of super hearing type powers, where yeah. it will like things will slow down or like warp a wee bit. It's kind of child seems like of the seventies. I did watch the Bionic Woman. Yeah, so it kind of seems like that sort of thing. So, do you think it's possible that she might have some sort of super hearing type thing going on? Possibly. Or the heightened senses, or yes, something like that. She's, she's Wolverine. Yeah. That's what it is. They're integrating the X Twenty Three. Yeah, so she can be X Twenty Three. That would be funny as anything. <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's Lincoln calling Daisy for for help. Um, Mac and Daisy then head to bring Lincoln in, and Coulson goes to the beach, as you do. <laughs> uh, Bob, we see Bobby doing a bit of rehab on her knee, and talking to Fitz while this is going on. And Fitz, uh, Bobby had uh, apparently helped Fitz through his rehab, which we never saw any of any of that going on uh, back in season two. But uh, Fitz can now say antithesis. Mm-hmm. Which is is a tricky word to say, <laughs> and uh, Bobby reminds him that he needs to have patience, like with Simmons, because that's what he, that's what he was like. That's what he was like with her when she was uh, first starting her rehab on her knee. She will get better, and she seems to be getting there. Like she seems mm-hmm. to be able to uh, do all the exercises and stuff like that fine with her knee. She maybe can't quite fight as well as she did just yet, but she's definitely nearing the point of going back into the field I would say yeah uh, Bobby tells him to give some uh, Simmons something to look forward to basically something outside of her uh, what she's been used to so like taking her to the lab didn't seem to work so give her something new to look forward to uh, we then get to see the meeting at the beach between Colson and Rosalind and it turns out that Rosalind has her own uh, Lola type car now, is it the same car? I wasn't I quite sure. I think it is. Okay, yeah, because I was like, that looks so much like Lola, except it was a, a black car rather than a red car. Mm-hmm. And Coulson is definitely ogling it. <laughs> he he is impressed with her with her car. And uh, it's it's really funny because when he's, he's looking at her, she's like, eyes up here. Which usually is like when, mm-hmm. usually that happens when a man is looking at a woman's breasts. And in this case, it's Coulson looking at the car. <laughs> and he's like, oh, sorry, you caught me. <laughs> but this car is a is a male car. He, <laughs> he, it's a he, and he doesn't have a name. It's just a car. But I mean, if it's just a car, why would you, why would you say it's a he? <laughs> it must, I she's, think it's got a name. She's having fun with him. She's, mm. um... Uh, she probably does have a name for a car, but she's yep. probably embarrassed to admit it. I, I, you know, I think she's just teasing him. She's like kind of flirting with him. Yeah, I, I see these two knocking boots by the end of the season. Yeah, I, th- I think so as well. But yeah, it's it's a really nice car, and uh, I, I hope it has a name. And it's I hope it's something ridiculous. It'd be funny if it was like Alol Elvis. Elvis. Oh, Elvis. Elvis. Yeah, it could be Elvis, can it? Yeah, that would that would be that would definitely suit it. But uh, yeah, she then uh, hits him with all the arm jokes in the world. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I think this is, and Colson does mention as well, that it's the first time people have been making fun of his arm. Because <laughs> it's a disability after all, but he, t- he takes it in his stride and he's like, yeah, rolling with the punches. These two uh, have a very, are going to have an interesting chemistry this, this uh, season. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, they should give Colson a love interest. He's not seen his uh, former girlfriend for a long time now. The uh, the cellist. Mm-hmm. So I assume she's moved on. That's safe to assume. I think mm. it's sad, but it's safe yeah. to assume. Well, she still thinks he's dead. So All right, it's entirely fair. <laughs> so uh, we then see Hunter and May going to Hydra Fight Club, and they find Spud. And they see a fight going on, and uh, one the guy gets taken away, and they don't reckon he's breathing. However, I thought we saw him later on in the scene and he was okay. I'm not 100% that. Could have been another guy that looked very much like him. But anyway, um, Hunter is going to fight Spud, it turns out, who is apparently very pissed about Hunter slagging him off. And he reveals to Hunter that no, they are not mates. And it was not, he wasn't laughing, not even on the inside. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, this guy cannot take a joke. Like, Hunter was obviously just playing around with him, and this guy is not happy. Uh, it's also mentioned that there are no rules in Hydra Fight Club. So there are, there's no rule about not talking about it, Chip. Okay. <laughs> um, so we then, uh, so whilst this fight's going on, three big dudes uh, approach May, and they want her to have a drink and show her a good time. And she's like, no, no, I'm okay. I don't want to, I don't need you to show me a good time. I know how to have a good time with Ward on my own. Um, but these three dudes, she's not into them. But uh, they kind of usher her out of the room and she just goes along with it. And then takes off her jacket and says, well, who's first? And the guys are like, yeah, let's go for it. But she doesn't mean, she doesn't want to sleep with them. She wants to beat them all up and she absolutely battles them within seconds. Like, she takes those guys out so quickly, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. <laughs> as as you would if you're Agent Melinda May, the cavalry, mm-hmm. fighting against three random guys that just happen to show up at a fight club and want to uh, coerce women into sleeping with them. But yeah, she beats them all up you within like seconds. like that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she beats them all up within seconds and tells them that she won't tell anyone that a tiny Asian woman beat them senseless. And I would assume that they would not want to tell anyone about this either. So, yeah, they might want to keep that under their hat. Yeah, they're not going to be telling their hydro buddies about that. Oh, this tiny Asian woman beat me up yesterday, by the way. That's not going to go down well. They'll be a bit embarrassed. Uh, when when May comes back out of this room, uh, Hunter is being roundly beaten to a pulp by Spud's uh, his strategy of being hit until uh, the other guy gets tired is not working. So when doesn't he gets... sound like a good strategy. <laughs> no, it does not. So when he gets knocked down, he pulls a knuckle duster out of his pocket and repeatedly smashes Spud in the face with it, knocking him down. All right, for those of us that speak English, also known as brass knuckles. Brass knuckles, okay. Oh, we, we, we call it a knuckle duster over here. <laughs> boot, what is it? Boot trunk, uh, <laughs> bonnet, yeah, all that stuff. Yes. Knuckle um, so duster, get... brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. 
I assume we have an international audience. That, uh, that, mm. we, I wonder what it's called in, in Australia and in, in China. Maybe it's called different things over there. But anyway, um, Hunter then asks if uh, someone's going to call it. And the sort of referee type guy goes, well, what's the point? He's not breathing. To which Hunter's a bit like, ah, shit. I didn't, I didn't mean to kill him. <laughs> but, well, they uh, Hunter, were mates. They, they were, well, they, he thought they were mates, but apparently not. So, uh, Rosalind and Coulson, we then see them discussing why the ATCU exists. And basically, it's because S.H.I.E.L.D. is now, to the public knowledge, no longer in existence. And there's no one there to protect the public from these alien threats and superpowered threats and things that are popping up. So, basically, they exist to reassure the public that someone's there to defend them from the threats. Uh, this is apparently also why they issued the sorry APBs and the news stories on Lincoln, just to reassure the public that they're safe and there's a wanted alien terrorist on the loose, but someone is dealing with it. Yeah, but with Fox News existing, you don't put things like that out there for uh, to the where uh, uh, an alarmist organization like Fox News can blow something like that way out of proportion. Yep. Yep. But um, Coulson mentions that he wants his team to bring Lincoln in because he can do it safely. And if the ATCU does it, people might get hurt. And Rosalind's like, well, yeah, I'll, I'll accept that risk and refuses Coulson's offer. Uh, Daisy then manages to meet up with Lincoln in an apartment that is uh, empty because it's been decorated. Uh, Lincoln obviously blames himself for John's death, and we just scientifically proved that it was Lincoln's fault, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, Coulson, uh, yeah, Coulson uh, with Rosalind wants to know what is so important to her about Lincoln. And Rosalind basically says, well, Lincoln is dangerous, and he could bring down a plane. Uh, he feels like a man worth talking to. But She, they, she needs they, a win. Yeah, but basically it's just that she needs a win, and she, this... Uh, the president did make a very public showing of announcing the ATCU task force and it hasn't done anything since he announced that aside from fail to catch people. Like most of uh, the president's uh, existing programs. <laughs> so yeah, she needs to show results to the president and uh, results to her are catching in humans. Obamacare has worked so well in this country. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, Rosalind does promise Colson that uh, she won't she won't dissect him, dissect him as they are not like Hydra. And Coulson's like, well, yeah, that remains to be seen. So uh, Coulson knows that Rosalind has some sort of ace up her sleeve, and that's why he wanted to meet up with her. Um, and she reveals it, and basically she knows that Daisy is an inhuman, but has no info on her aside from that she works for Coulson. So and this is obviously in relation to in season one, if you remember, mm -hmm. Daisy and, or Sky, as she was known at the time, and uh, Mike Peterson both deleted all of their uh, existing information that was stored on them on the internet right. in order to uh, escape, basically. So that's why there's no information existing to do with Daisy, and her picture is nowhere to be seen on the internet. She deleted all the pictures of her. Yep. Uh, Coulson... But her, like her, her CD is still available. <laughs> yeah, you can still get... Uh, but this is a different name. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, Chloe Wang. You can still uh, download her uh, her music on iTunes. <laughs> but 
But uh, Coulson is like, ah, shit. So he then makes a deal with Rosalind in order for Rosalind to keep it quiet about Daisy being an inhuman and working for his team. It basically doesn't want APBs and news reports and stuff issued for, for Daisy. So we then cut back over to Lincoln and Daisy and Lincoln, uh, who calls himself the man who killed his only friend who had to be saved from himself over and over. Which is, <laughs> he's in, Lincoln's in a bad place at this sort of point in time. Um, Daisy kind of offers him a place where he can save lives. Basically, she's trying to talk him into coming over to S.H.I.E.L.D. and like essentially joining her team in the long run. And she basically gives him the same advice that he gave her an afterlife that she's not a monster and that she can still uh, sorry that he can still help people and he tells her that she's wasting her time caring about him and she says oh i can't help it and and kisses him <laughs> little mushy which was quite mushy but i was like okay yeah i mean they did have like they did have sparks um, mm. Back in back in afterlife, when when he made her float and stuff like that, and it, there was definitely some chemistry going on with them mm-hmm. before. So she obviously has like feelings for him and stuff. And, chemistry uh, or electricity, Andy? Like yeah, <laughs> both, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I think it's probably more like electricity actually. <laughs> but yeah, so she obviously like kind of kind of likes him, and he uh, he then says, "Okay, well you you've just uh, declared your undying love for me, so yeah, I'll go with you. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll at least." Uh, Knock boots with you before I go on my way. He's uh, he's not thinking with his head here. No, he's, he's thinking with a little head, not the big head. Yeah, <laughs> and he says, "Okay, well, I'll I'll agree to go with you, but I I don't agree to work with Shield. So it's kind. I mean, it's her team, so he's kind of agreeing to work with her. But at this point, Mac enters and says, "Oh, change your plans," and the ATCU team enters in behind him. Uh, they are they are. New orders from Coulson are to hand Lincoln over to the ATCU. Um, Surprise! Mac, yeah, Mac, Mac is uh, interrupting this boot call for uh, for a backstabbing, and uh, Mac tells Lincoln that don't worry. Uh, Coulson says that you'll be safe. Um, Daisy is not happy because you're taking her man away from her, <laughs> and she's convinced him to come join them. Yeah, and she's she has convinced him to come in quietly at this point. But obviously, with the ATCU now appearing, Lincoln is is not going to come quietly. So he zaps the entire ATCU team and knocks them down and runs off. However, they they choose not to pursue him because they have a bird in hand. Obviously, Daisy. So they instead, well, like, well, Lincoln's gone. There's no point running after him. Let's just take this one. There's mm-hmm. an inhuman right here. Let's just take him. Right. Uh, Daisy threatens to use her powers, but the ATCU leader guy says that they've got three snipers targeting her and asks her, how good are these powers of yours? And uh, Mac <laughs> answers for her, pretty damn good. And he pulls out his gun and points it at the guy's head. So this situation has escalated quite quickly from uh, Mac working with the ATCU to play a gun on the guy. <laughs> So like yeah, Mac does. Mac's not fussed about Lincoln, but you threaten Daisy. No, I'm not for that. Yeah, you 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 look after your own. Definitely, yeah. So uh, Coulson at this point tells Rosalind that if they take if they take I don't know I said Sky if they take uh, Daisy in, he will devote all Shield's resources into crushing her agency. 
which from Coulson, like I absolutely believe him one hundred percent. He would definitely mm. do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, she mentions, "Well, I need to show results. I'm going to take her in." Uh, however, Coulson manages to make another deal with her, and she calls the ATCU team off. Now, I'm quite curious as to what this deal is, but we'll get we'll get to that in a wee bit. They're going to work together. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be more to that, but we can we can discuss my crazy theory. Oh, um, Jesus. <laughs> but uh, we then see Fitz taking Simmons out to an empty restaurant. Uh, they say that he's booked the whole place out. It's either that or the food there is terrible and no one wants to eat there. I had visions of Gordon Ramsay in the in the back <laughs> telling people that the, the food was terrible and <laughs> they had to close the restaurant down. Except for this one, this one Scottish man. He can eat. I'll cook for him. But yeah, Fitz has apparently had this reservation for months, uh, seemingly since the end of last season. If you remember, uh, he was going to take Simmons out on a date before she vanished. So it's it's quite quite nice that mm-hmm. he's uh, he's kept his reservation going. Um, he also mentions that she took him out after out for dinner after months in the hospital and it made him feel like a human being again, albeit a grumpy and complaining one. <laughs> and she she thanks him for all that he did for her and for, for coming in and finding her. And he said he says, well, what else was he going to do? Which is very, very mm-hmm. sweet. And, and also, kind of like, you're like, oh. And also, oh, that's, it's very sad. <laughs> because, I mean, what would have happened if, he'd, he'd not, if he hadn't found her there? Would he have just kept trying or would he have eventually given up? But anyway, anyway he found her so. Uh, Simmons, uh, sorry, the guy, the waiter guy kind of comes over and pours him a glass of wine at this point and Simmons is kind of, Simmons is scared of wine <laughs> and she starts crying. Yeah, the, it was odd because it wasn't like they went to the bionic woman uh, hearing thing. No, no, it was just like, it, it kind of, it seemed to me like she activated a memory for her and like obviously it was red wine they were drinking so I mean I took it to be like it was maybe blood she was thinking of like she'd seen blood before or maybe she was so overwhelmed by the fact that there was red wine again and she'd missed it so much I don't know but I I really thought that her uh, I can't can't, can't remember the actress's name that plays uh, Simmons Uh, Henstridge yeah, Elizabeth Henry's that's yeah. it. But I really thought that her acting here was shit. <laughs> like, I was like... Uh, she's trying to play a shell-shocked individual, I think, is yeah. the best way to put it. I just I don't think the, the crying and stuff like that, I just, it just didn't feel genuine to me. I was like, well, I, it really kind of took me out at the moment. And, like, especially, like, playing across from Fitz, and, like, Fitz has really come into his own since they've... Like certainly so far this season, and like towards the tail end of this last season, he he's showing off his acting chops. And mm. compared to compared to him, especially in like a couple of weeks ago's episode when he was shouting at the rock and stuff like that, this is like the <laughs> hammy hammy crying acting. I was like, oh, go away with this. But um, anyway, that's just a a, a little gripe that I had with it. But um, Coulson. Uh, back at H- Shield HQ, Coulson tells Daisy that basically he had to make this tough call that it was going to be horror Lincoln, and that's why he said, "Well, okay, take Lincoln," because obviously you're going to pick you're going to pick Daisy over Lincoln every right. day of the week. <laughs> I know, I know, I would if I was in Coulson's position. 
uh, Coulson also tells her that he's made a deal with Rosalind and basically he's going to help her and use his expertise to help her. Now, I'm not quite sure if his expertise would have been enough, to be honest, to convince her not to take in Daisy because, like he said, she needs that big win. Yeah, she needs a win. ASAP. And Coulson isn't exactly going, okay, well, here's another win that you can have on a plate. Like, he's not handing over... Like, I know Ward's not an inhuman, for example, but if they still had him in custody, he's not going, okay, there's there's this inhuman. Or he's not handing over, say... Or he could have actually handed over Joey because we haven't seen Joey. He could have handed her over, him over in the background. No, yeah, Joey's, Joey's gone away for a while. <laughs> you won't see him again. <laughs> he's He's got a plan. You know, he, he's going to... He's going to advise them, he's going to assist them, and he's going to make sure they're doing what he wants them to do. Yeah, and we'll, we'll definitely see more of that uh, come come next week, judging by the scenes from next mm. week. Um, but yeah, basically says that he's done fighting with people over who gets to fight the real fight. And he says it's a colossal waste of time and resources, and, and he mentions that they wasted so much time and effort like uh, fighting against the other shield and fighting against uh, Talbot and his people instead of just working together with them mm-hmm. from the start. And which is an absolutely fair point. Like, I totally get that. However, Coulson, uh, he does mention that he doesn't trust them and he also says that he, do- he knows that it's a personal matter for Daisy with regards to Lincoln. However, Mac has not told him about uh, Daisy kissing him. Yeah, and but you know, Phil's a pretty intuitive guy. Yeah, I mean, I think he knows that Daisy's probably got feelings for for Lincoln anyway, but he just doesn't know that like things have gone that far. But I mean, it's not as if they've gone very far. Now, uh, Coulson at this point gets a call from Rosalind and uh, does it's not barely ans- first base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, however, he he basically doesn't answer until Daisy leaves, which is. The only reason I think there's something more going on because he's keeping secrets from his team leader. And uh, Daisy leaves and Colton takes the call and basically Rosalind was just calling to make sure that he didn't give her a fake number, <laughs> which is which is very amusing. And yeah, so I, I do reckon there's more to the Colson deal. And me, maybe it's just like, I'll, I'll date you if uh, you leave Daisy alone. <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay, that, that works for me. Moving on. Yeah, so we then see uh, Mac playing some Xbox One. Yep. And I did notice he has a fair stack of games on the table. I didn't, I didn't catch what... You couldn't see what any of them were, but he's he's got a bit of a uh, backlog going on there. And I assume there's not a whole lot of time for playing playing Xbox when you're on, shoot, on the Shield team. But I think it was... Uh, was it Halo that he was playing? I thought it was a Halo. Yeah, I thought it was a Halo. Possibly Halo 5. Could be. Which which would be cool. A little product placement. Yep, but it was definitely an Xbox. And, mm-hmm. uh, so Daisy comes in and thanks him for uh, for not saying anything to Coulson about her and Lincoln, and uh, he asks her for backup, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, let's see what you let's see what moves you got, kids." <laughs> I, so I just have this amusing image of them sitting playing Halo co-op together. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind playing Halo Call Up with Call Up with Daisy. <laughs> we'll see if we can arrange that, Andy. That's not a metaphor. <laughs> I wouldn't mind actually playing the game because I've never played Halo before. Like, I, well, I played one level of Halo One. 
Yes, you being so, the PS, the PlayStation fanboy that you are. Yes, I, I I will be getting an Xbox One this this year, so I can play Tomb Raider. Okay. But anyway, that's a that's a topic for a uh, B team in forty two. Um, but yeah, we then see a bloody hunter meeting with Ward's right hand man, who we saw being beaten to a pulp by uh, Baron von Strucker's son the other mm-hmm. week. And it, I think it's kind of interesting that this guy's still around because. Werner uh, von Strucker did say nobody like speaks to me like that and lives and this guy is still alive so he's definitely not falling through on his threats yeah anyway well I think uh, Ward stopped him my wife my wife thought he was dead too I thought he was dead yeah because I mean he was bashing that guy's yeah. head in with like uh, the computer the or whatever it was yeah I mean, that is going to cause a lot of damage, but this guy apparently has a very thick skull. And you do see that he has bruises and stuff on his mm-hmm. on his head, but he, he's still around. And uh, so he basically commends Hunter on winning this fight and uh, says that his boss would be uh, would be proud of him, basically. And uh, Hunter says, oh, well, he sounds like an interesting guy, and I look forward to meeting him someday with the, the Hydra symbol appearing right in, the in the background. Yeah. So obviously he's referring to, to Ward and mm-hmm. this is Hunter's end, end game. He wants to get to meet Ward and once he can get close to him, close enough to him, he plans to kill him. Mm-hmm. And so in the in the after credits scene, we see uh, Bobby's rehab montage, which I didn't feel I needed to see. <laughs> She's just doing rehab. However, when she finishes doing a rehab, she uh, walks past the lab and sees Simmons in the lab working on some of the fragments of the obelisk which are left. The sort of and I don't know if it like turned to dust or what happened, but it seemed to be like one or two like rocks. solid-ish bits yeah. of it, yeah, rocks essentially, um, that are left over. And she is having a look at them and analysing them. And Bobby tells her, "You don't need to worry. You're safe now, and that portal won't open again." To which she replies, "It has to. I have to go back." And that is the end of the episode. So that de- that definitely raised a couple of questions. Oh yeah, for me, yeah, like. Seemingly, she was on the run the whole time she was there, and she was definitely scared. And she seemed to want to come back for sure because she was like reaching out for Fitz's hand and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't like she was going, "Oh, Fitz, this is a lovely place. Let's go and have have a picnic over there." <laughs> so, but she seems to want to go back for some reason. So, the one and only reason that I could think of that she would want to go back is that there was someone else there that was also in danger. She wants to go back to help them. I would think that's a safe assumption. It's not like, uh, unless she had like some sort of love relationship with uh, some sort of alien while she was there. <laughs> She's like, I need to go back. Always mind it in the gutter, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Fitz. I want this man with the tentacles. <laughs> but yeah, she wants to go back to the alien planet for some un- as yet unknown reason. So that's that's my thoughts on it, that uh, she wants to go back to save someone else. Possibly like a, maybe there was a child in danger or something like that. Yeah, and you know we we were talk we talked last week. You know I thought that they the alien world uh, story ended a little too quickly for my taste. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, it's going to be a story that continues throughout the season. Yeah, which is good. I'm quite happy with the way they've done it. It seems it looks like it's going to be more interesting this way because they're going to need to find like another obelisk or something mm-hmm. uh, to enable them to get a portal to go back somehow. So. I'm. I was pleasantly surprised. Yes. Uh, what did you think of this episode overall? 
Oh, I saw it at Comic-Con. Yep. And while it's cool to see it at Comic-Con, it also sucks to see it at Comic-Con. <laughs> yep. um, because you're in a large room. You're watching it on a screen. I mean, they're good screens. I can't say that, you know, the picture quality is crappy or anything. But it's still, you're in a large room. There's heads in your way in front of you. There's people laughing a little too long. And you might miss lines of dialogue, things like that. But overall, weakest episode of the season yet. I mean, we have only had three. So, uh you know, but I, it seems like we we start at such a high point with the season mm-hmm. premiere, and that was an incredible episode. And then last week's was decent. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then this one is was slightly. I don't know. I just the storyline just didn't strike me strike me right. There wasn't enough cool shit. Um, you know, I just it just kind of left me meh. Yep, I would I would one hundred percent agree with that. Like it feels like a it felt like a bridging episode between like mm. the last week's one and this week's one, and and but uh, it was, the, it's a setup mm. episode. Yeah, yeah, basically, and uh, yeah. So I didn't think it was like like you said as well. Definitely not as good as last week's episode, and certainly not a patch on the season opener. It's kind of disappointing when you've got like. Like when Flash and Arrow are back now, and like, mm-hmm. like Ar- Arrow especially, like from last season has improved tenfold, and Flash has just kept being awesome. So it's kind of disappointing to see Shield just dipping that wee bit downhill. But you know, it's kind of the way Shield works is they set up store uh, season long stories. Mm. Um. You know, we we always talk about the first season and how bad the first ten episodes were. Mm, yeah. um, but at the same time, the payoff at the end of the season from those episodes was phenomenal. Mm, that that's true, but I mean, I don't know that a lot of the payoff was from those particular episodes, though. Like most well, of the stuff. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was. I mean, it's where we introduced Reyna. It was where we set up the Deathlock thing. Um, oh. I mean the the big payoff from season one was like the whole Civil War tie-in, which was mostly not set up in those episodes. All the stuff they set up there was the stuff going forward for the Inhumans, which is getting paid off now in in mm. last season as well, I suppose. I'm, and like to do with Coulson's death and rebirth and stuff like that. And they definitely went too long on that. And and so, uh, so you know, like a Marvel comic book. You're putting, uh, you're setting the plot threads that'll mm. probably run through the this season and next. Yep. Um, and you know you have you know you you can't do because you know Coulson kind of said it. We've already done the storyline of us versus Talbot and yep. us versus the other Shield. Um, yeah. So, I don't want to see that again either. Yeah, so we don't want to we don't want to go down that again. So working with Pike and the like we said the chemistry between them is going to be phenomenal this season. Mm-hmm. Um but Phil Phil just I don't know brings out the best in anybody he works with, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I, I do like Clark I do like Greg. Phil. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it always the, 
the the highlight of the season are the Clark Gregg scenes usually, because mm-hmm. and just his banter with who whoever he's playing against there. Um, so, like I said, I it, it it's a setup episode. It was it's a necessary episode. Yep, but it doesn't have to be one of my favorite episodes. No. Uh, I think like next week's episode, judging by the scenes from next week, looks like it's it's going to be much better. Like from what I saw uh, in the couple of clips, they released looks great. I, I'm looking forward to next week's episode more than I was this one. Yeah. But yeah, so it looks like we're going to see the two teams team up, which is good, and it definitely means that we're not going to see that whole like Colson was saying battle between two rival agencies play out again which is which is very good because we don't need to see that again right so i i think it will work i i like i said it's it's a bridge episode it's a it's a season setting episode Mm. um and you know you take it for what it is realizing that Things that are set up in this episode will pay off down the road. Yeah. Um, Mac, Mac and uh, Mac and Daisy will complete Halo Five. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, they'll live stream it. That would be funny. I, I'm, I'm still they... waiting for them to do a, the Shield dub smash in in an episode or something. Ah, oh, that would be funny. Do you know? Imagine they like live stream that in character. Yeah, that would be funny. I would watch that. But um, anyway, um, what were the ratings for this episode? Slightly down. It was down mm-hmm. a tenth. Um, la- at the same time that Shield aired last, all, all the network shows were down this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the Voice actually won the night with a two point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, NCIS got a one point five. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Shield got a one point four. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but these are just the live ratings. These aren't the live plus seven. And it, it, because the one of the presidential debates was on last night on cable, that's what they're saying. A lot of people just didn't watch the show live. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling the numbers will be up down the road. Yep. So. Um, but yeah, uh, this planet just, this planet is a mystery and I can't wait to find why she wants to go back and we learn more of what this planet is, who's on there, what significance it plays. You know, it'd be funny if it was just a uh, rocket chasing her around for a laugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only you, Andy. Only you. <laughs> but yeah, um, definitely if, if anyone has any theories out there as to what planet it is, why she wants to go back, send us your uh, your tweets at uh, Castlefield or uh, Facebook's on uh, Agents of Shieldcast Facebook page. Yep. And... Uh... Andy, when you're not chasing Gemma around on uh, for, uh, planets far, far away, where can people find you? Well, be- oh, before we get to sure. that, we better uh, we better mention the tweets that people oh. send us. <laughs> I'm 
it's well it's even later for you i'm sorry i'm it's been a rough day at work <laughs> yeah we have we have two tw we have a tweet and we have a facebook thing i'm sorry guys um i got the tweet up this is from tim uh tim hernandez fitz leaving Gemma's desk exactly the same is definitely a fitz kind of thing to do agreed Definitely, it's just it, uh, fits his kind of attention to detail, and yeah, I mean, you you know, he's like got a big thing for her, so he's trying to get her back in. I thought doing the uh the rest renting out the entire restaurant too. Mm, yeah, definitely. So definitely, so we got uh, we got Facebook. Uh, we got a Facebook message from Alan Dukes who wanted to know how he could follow us on the Twitters, which is <laughs> over at Cast of Shield. And uh, he also left us another uh, message saying, because I uh, thanked him for following us, and he says, you're welcome. Thanks for the great podcast. Andy had me convinced Sky was Spider-Woman. <laughs> you, you poor, sick, deluded man. <laughs> After two and a half years, you should... Uh, rule, rule number one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. cast club, Andy is wrong. <laughs> yep yep we do have the IAT if Andy is ever right refer to rule number one <laughs> yeah but yeah I, I did think she was Spider-Woman for a long time I'm still disappointed that she's not but yeah that uh, Spider-Woman's one of those characters that has a very uh, complicated uh, copyright attached to her as yes. to who, who actually owns that license and but back then Marvel didn't even knows. have access no, I don't think anyone knows who no. wants our rights. <laughs> and it's probably not worth the lawyer's fees to battle it out. No, probably not. Um, so, but, yeah, I, that, that was always a, that was a, that was a fun, uh, it was fun when we got to try to guess who she was. And I still mm -hmm. like, I still think my idea for Phil Coulson is better than what Marvel did and that he's actually uh, the 1940s LMD, uh, our android uh, human torch. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he should have become the vision in a Yeah, I, I would have loved to see Coulson's vision. I'm still happy with the way they did it. Like, Paul Bettany makes a good vision. But Phil would have made even a better one. Think about it. I know, I know, but it would be cool if, like, he if they made him into like a Jim Hammond type human torch. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> imagine, imagine him doing that. Well, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you know, Ultron or Ultron and the Vision were created from the Jim Hammond android. That's true. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely some similarities between Coulson and uh, the Vision. Mm -hmm. I think in terms of like personality and stuff. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we did. We did get one other Facebook okay. uh, posting. I don't know. I don't know if you if you saw this chat, but it was from uh, Carl, Carl Newman. Yes. And uh, he he said uh, I thought about the promo imagery information about Team Steve and Team Tony in Civil War. Now we're not going to tell you what one's what, but this mm -hmm. is just his sort of thoughts, uh, not about who's on what team, but about the imagery that we were talking about. Uh, so he says, it is, it is possible that the information is not as spoilery as one might think. Uh, this may be the way the teams are aligned to start the film with, but those teams might change as the film goes on. 
and at least some of the characters involved are professional spies, uh, the team that they seem to be on may or may not be the team that they turn out to actually have been on all along. Um, he, he says, I, I know that if I was making a movie like this, I'd leak some of the some spoilers and let fans hunger for information, uh, lead them down the primrose path to help me set up a bigger twist when they actually saw the film. Uh, this hunger for spoilers among some people is a skid into which they should definitely be steering, in my opinion. So I, I 100% agree with that, and that is a, a and- very... Mm. Well, that's what they did with Avengers because everybody thought Hawkeye was going to bite it. Yep, that's true, yep. <laughs> and, and with Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier as well, like we didn't know about the whole Hydra twist that was going to happen in that either. True. Like They managed to keep that uh, nice and quiet, and when it happened, you it was a holy shit moment. Mm-hmm. So if they can manage to do that again with Civil War, I will take my hat off to them. Yeah, and I, th- I think I think he ma- I think Carl makes a great point. I think yep, yeah, there could be some red hearings, and yes, there could be some defections uh, from team to team, just like that happened in the real Civil War. Yep, that's right. Yep, and we will do a, f- a full primer episode uh, about the Civil War before uh, the Captain America Civil War movie comes out. When are we going to fit all these extra episodes in, Andy? Uh, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to quit our jobs, chap, and go full time on Shieldcast. <laughs> we'll start, better, we'll start, we'll start I, I want Disney money. <laughs> yeah, the, the, some of that sweet Disney money. Yeah. We want uh, get Faggy on the phone. We want Disney money. <laughs> yep. Uh, are we, we I don't want all games chip. money because oh, no. you, I can't even buy a cup of coffee with that. <laughs> yeah. Or or an all games hoodie, apparently. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we want Disney money. Yeah, but don't worry, listeners. We're not asking you for money. We will. Uh, our show will always be free. <laughs> we do this for fun. Unless we can get Disney to pay us. Yeah, unless Disney will pay yeah, us. Yeah. Disney want to pay us, then yeah. yeah. But they might. They might make us always say positive things about the show, and then we'd have to tell them where to go. <laughs> <laughs> We we should. I I have an idea. I'll talk to you about about it off the air. Okay. All right. <laughs> um. I'm, now I'm making myself crack up. Uh, <laughs> just thinking of the absurdity of it. Anyways. Um. All right. Uh. I didn't see any new reviews. I checked last night. I think we're out of here. Yes. So, Andy, when you're not chasing Gemma around on an alien planet, where can people find you? <laughs> so you can find me usually chasing Ali around the internet, uh, trying to get him to uh, appear for Forty to Level 1, uh, which broadcasts every Tuesday, 4.30 Eastern, 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time, and uh, 1.30 Pacific. Can we talk all things TV shows, movies, and uh, mostly video games? Uh, you can find our episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and 42level1.com. Dude, he... Uh... He he has a legitimate excuse this week. This week he, I'll give him. He, I'll give him. He's this. on his honeymoon. Yeah, he's not on his honeymoon just yet. He'll be he'll be leaving within the next couple of hours to, to go on honeymoon. <laughs> All right, um, I can be found on Tuesday nights, nine p.m. Eastern. This is my third show in three days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> which if I'm a little if I'm a little out of it, I apologize. I apologize because yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, I can be found Tuesday nights 9 p.m. on AllGames.com on the B Team podcast with my co-hosts Ryan, Fred, and Eli. We now that the TV shows are back on, we do talk some Gotham, Flash, Arrow, and uh, a br- a brief bit on Shield. So, but we also talk video games and tech, and uh, we do. Uh, we I did a segment on Comic Con, New York Comic Con over there as well. Check it out. And um, I heard you were bashing Battlefront this week. I was not bashing Battlefront because I haven't played Battlefront. Yeah, well, no, I just mean yes. the, the B team in in general. Yogi was telling me there was some Battlefront bashing going on. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, basically, I said, bottom line, would you buy it? And pretty much everyone passed. <laughs> I, I'm like, going to buy it. Well, so am I, but I got it for Xbox. I th- yeah, I think I do. Um, and I only got it because I get the Han Solo and Carbonite mini fridge. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I could care less about the game. I just want the goddamn mini <laughs> fridge. Nice. So, all right. Um, anyways... Uh, I don't care if uh, your car is a him, her, red, or black named Elvis or Lola. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Good night, guys.